0: Hi, neighbors. Last Monday night, we held our second quarter board retreat. Ready to find out more on what happened? As usual, you may keep watching this video or click through to my blog to read this post in written form. Here's a rundown of the topics we discussed at Monday's retreat. First, park programming. We talked about potential changes to the application for events that occur in parks, particularly insurance requirements for local liquor licenses. Next, we board liaison attendance. We discussed whether board liaisons should be required to attend committee meetings. As it currently stands, board members are assigned to various committees and are supposed to attend all meetings to answer questions. However, board meetings are not supposed to be active participants or give direction to the committees. Personally, I don't think it's the best use of time to attend but be limited in what I can say. Each committee has a town staff liaison who attends, And from my own experience, any question that has come up in a meeting has been easily answered by the town staff liaison rather than the board member. Ultimately, however, we decided not to revise our current policy. Next, short-term rentals. On this topic, we discussed whether any licensing and regulations are needed by the town to regulate short-term rentals. There was debate about whether we need to add any regulations, since right now it's being largely policed by the Rock Creek HOA. In my opinion, particularly when it comes to new homes in downtown Superior where HOAs have not yet been established, I would really like us to set these expectations sooner rather than later so people know before buying their property what potential limitations there may or may not be on short-term rentals. Otherwise, it seems to me to be unfair to retroactively add restrictions. However, the broader board direction was to wait and see how other municipalities handle this and use those as best practices rather than deciding for ourselves. Next discussion of a tobacco ordinance. Here we discuss potential regulations we could enact as a municipality around tobacco. The first was raising the purchase age to 21, which we already did last year. The second would be requiring licensing for anyone selling tobacco or nicotine products. And the third would be imposing a tax on tobacco or nicotine products, which we couldn't do until it's voted on in an election. Boulder County Health has a committee set up to discuss these issues, and we again opted to let that play out rather than Superior proactively doing anything on our own. Next, a Boulder County ballot measure for affordable housing. Although not a primary focus right now due to COVID-19, Boulder County is considering a ballot measure to help fund affordable housing through either a transportation, property, or sales tax increase. We discussed potential parts of town where affordable housing might be appropriate. Item F, discussion of Lewisville Library and what potential changes could be made to the agreement. We briefly discussed our intergovernmental agreement with Lewisville Library, where our superior contribution of about 20% of the current budget is tied to property taxes, while Lewisville's contribution is tied to sales taxes. As property values rise, and as we build more homes in Superior, our contribution rises, but we still have only one seat on the library board, and there are very few programming events happening in Superior. But with this year's planned build out of 1500 Colton Road and some potential library functions there, plus of course physical space for events, we agreed that there should be additional programming coming to Superior. Item G, street parking. There have been concerns about vehicles parked on the street for long durations. We also learned that Centennial recently started limiting street parking to no more than 14 days continuously, And discussed whether Superior might go in a similar direction. We directed town staff to look into the possibility of limiting the time duration for vehicles being continuously parked on the street. Item H, environmental and sustainability goals. We discussed the board's appetite to establish aggressive but realistic goals for sustainability, including to get town buildings and properties 100% powered by renewables by 2022, to build a a community solar array, and to meet all of Superior's municipal electric needs with 100% carbon-free sources by 2025. Next, a discussion of our town response to COVID-19 and what additional things we could do to protect public health, assist businesses, and better communicate with residents. As I've written before, I've been asking for a board discussion on this topic for five weeks, and at last week's board meeting, I finally got agreement that we could put it on the retreat agenda. As the broad topic title indicates, my goal was to have a brainstorming session around all the ways that COVID-19 is affecting our community and what we might proactively do to address it in a variety of areas. Members of the board had asked me to identify specific policies for this discussion. So three that I proposed were making sidewalks and trails one way, for example, asking people to always walk or run against the traffic, requiring masks to be worn by customers and staff in all public businesses, and asking town staff to focus on virtual events for the rest of the year, rather than spending time planning in-person events that may need to be adapted or canceled. Unfortunately, the rest of the board focused on responding to these specific ideas rather than brainstorming more broadly, which was not how I was hoping the conversation would go. It's clear that COVID-19 is going to impact nearly everything we do for the next year, at least. And I'd like us to get ahead of that rather than reacting to individual items as they arise, or simply following the leadership of other communities. The point was raised that Superior does not have a public health department, and some members of the board stated that we should not make local decisions without that kind of expert knowledge. However, with the utmost respect to various public health entities who are doing their best to quickly assess the changing situation, I don't think anyone has all the answers. Just because we don't have as much information as would be ideal, I don't think that means we should avoid taking action. I'm an extremely data-driven person, but there are times when leaders need to make decisions when we don't have all the answers. And I believe it's worthwhile to try some measures that we believe will protect residents, even without a formal A-B test proving value, as long as they don't terribly inconvenience anyone either. To use a specific example, Boulder has put signs up on their trails, which connect to ours, encouraging people to go in one direction if they can. To my knowledge, there's no formal study that proves that unidirectional trails are safer, but it seems logical, and it isn't that much of a hassle for people to follow. Again, I don't think that unidirectional sidewalks and trails are by any means a panacea, but I use that as an example of how we could get creative To identify potential solutions to minimize transmission and keep us safer. Unfortunately, the only other idea that came up outside of my three examples was the need to better limit people hanging out at the state park. Not quite the broad discussion I was hoping for, but I will continue to push our board to be more proactive in how we approach the ever-changing situation. Item J, tax relief for 2020. A member of the board asked us to discuss what we could do for small businesses and homeowners to provide tax relief, such as reducing the mill levy. However, a one mill reduction, for example, would make a minimal difference for homeowners, but a big difference in the town budget. We decided to reconsider this during the next budgeting cycle and ask town staff to identify potential budget cuts we could make that might allow us to provide some tax relief. Item K, board meeting efficiency options. With several meetings getting cut off by our meeting end time, we discussed whether we may need to start scheduling extra meetings, The general consensus to that was no, or how we can be more efficient with the time we do have. I suggested that we try to get better at not talking just to be heard. So if we agree with everyone else, we don't need to make a speech to repeat that. I would much rather we use meetings for actual debate and decision-making rather than as a platform for announcements that could be made in other channels. I would also like us to continue trying to have more conversational dialogue rather than giving monologues, particularly when it comes to large agenda items where it's more efficient for us to all talk about specific topics and aspects together before moving on to the next topic. I also ask for us to try to limit the amount of repeat info that is presented to us in meetings. For example, starting each item with a recap of what was in the packet rather than diving into questions and discussions. However, I didn't get much traction on this. I've long been a fan of the silent meeting philosophy espoused by Amazon Square and LinkedIn, and I think it would work especially well in our board meetings, where I know that all of us come in fully prepared and having read all the materials. When we spend so much time to rehash what we already know, it's extremely frustrating that it then leaves us short on time for discussion and actual decision-making. Ultimately, we didn't really decide on any procedural changes, other than moving individual board member reports to the beginning of the meeting rather than the end. Next, economic incentives. Looking ahead, do we need to start getting serious about offering business incentives? This was part of what I had hoped to cover in item I in our broader COVID-19 response. But once again, we only had about five minutes of discussion here and concluded that it may be worth considering in the future. Item M, modification of town codes with respect to off-leash dogs to increase penalties for repeat offenders. With the dog parks closed, we've heard more complaints from residents about off-leash dogs where they shouldn't be. I experienced this myself with my foster dog, who was not good with other dogs, and we got into an altercation when someone allowed their off-leash dog to run up to us on the sidewalk. Although our board considered increasing the penalties, the Boulder County Sheriff suggested that we not update our code to do so. To give them more discretion when it goes to court. However, I will remind everyone that with the dog parks closed, the only place your dog should be off leash is in your own yard. No matter how well behaved you believe your dog is, you just don't know how other dogs or humans will react. Finally, we discussed a few other ad hoc topics that weren't originally on the agenda. First, 88th Street construction. Boulder Valley School District will have home learning through the end of this school year, so we discussed beginning the 88th Street construction approved at our last meeting as quickly as possible to maximize the work that that can be done with limited traffic on the road. Meeting remotely versus in person. Governor Polis announced just that Monday that the shelter at home will likely become a safer at home this weekend. As such, we discussed the board appetite for returning to town hall. Personally, I'm not in favor of moving back to in-person meetings in the near term. To me, this falls under the category category of non-essential business, since we've been able to meet via Zoom and still engage the community. One sticking point around this topic is that our meetings are all or nothing as far as virtual versus in-person. We can't have some people in-person and others calling in. Unless we were to adopt a general non-emergency policy allowing remote public comment which I've long been a proponent of doing. I don't want to force any of our residents to go to town hall in order to contribute to meetings. Finally, alternative events. With a likely pivot away from in-person events, a member of the board brought up hosting drive-in movies in the park as a potential alternative that the town could sponsor. While I love the creativity, I'm concerned that this would still be encouraging people to be sharing closer proximity than we really should. Even if households are in their cars, It's likely that everyone will have the windows down, especially in warm weather, and at some point, there will likely be members of the family who will need to get out of the car to go to a public bathroom, again, concentrating many people in one space. I think we certainly ought to start brainstorming ways to creatively organize events, but I would like us to plan for the worst-case scenario and try to make them fully virtual, rather than spending staff resources planning in-person events with social distancing which may need to be changed by the time the event date approaches. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this recap. I hope it's helpful. Our board is always open to hearing your questions, comments, and concerns. You may always email your feedback to townboard at superiorcolorado.gov or to me specifically at lauras at superiorcolorado.gov. As a reminder, any messages sent to a government email are part of the public record and will have your name attached. If you feel the need to write in anonymously, you may always comment at the bottom of my blog post recaps. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.